intro again. Don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Cody Rhodes is hot dog water solidified. I'm a running thing. I'm running thing. Will Diamond. That's right. Hey, I'm team. safe from well, CM Punk. Shane Daniels. <laughs> and I was in fear for Tony Khan's life, Jake Murphy. <laughs> and I'm Jungle Boy Jack Perry's personal security, T.Y. <laughs> and I'm Jungle Glass Man, J.D. <laughs> That's right. Still showing respect. That's a jungle man. <laughs> a jungle bitch, more like it. So does that make him the new bitch, Sammy Garza? Uh, Sammy Gar? Uh, I can't say his fucking name. Sammy, Sammy Garbanzo. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> what did you say? Sammy Garbanzo. Garbanzo. <laughs> it's like the beans. Bitch. Yeah, like the little beans. Yeah. Because he's got a couple but, little beans. Bubble blowing bitch baby. Oh yeah, he is. He does have a baby. Coming. Honestly, forgot about that until Dynamite when Don Callis came up and said, "Hey, I heard you're having a kid. Just found out." <laughs> ten out of ten heel line, y'all. It's been a crazy fucking week, hasn't it? Has it not? It really oh, has. God. We crazy. thought we could Dude. safely take a week off and be like, "Yeah, we'll catch all in the next week." Yeah, <laughs> and then wrestling was like, "Hey, hold my beer." That turned out to be the worst decision we ever fucking made. Well, if we hadn't made that decision, if we hadn't made that decision, though, we'd be speculating on what's to come while yesterday. That happened. is true. That that whole episode would have been right out the fucking window. So, as you have more than likely heard, AEW ran Wembley Stadium. One of the biggest non-North Korean wrestling show of all time. And CM Punk had two matches. He did. He went back to back. So he, <laughs> he had a Falls Count Anywhere submission match with Jungle Man. Jungle bitch. And then that segued into him making his now final defense of the real world championship against Samoa Joe. You see a pattern here? Didn't he defend the title one time before he got hurt last time? No, he didn't even do that. No, oh, he didn't defend it once. He, well, at least he got one title defense. He blew out his foot same match when he won it the first time, immediately got mowed down by Moxley, won it back the second time, and got suspended. Then gave himself another belt. He did get two defenses in, because remember, he got that Ricky Starks win. Oh, right. So, progress. I mean, for being there for two years. (laughs) Yeah. Let's be honest. That was the most disappointing two-year run ever. That's like finding out that Tupac is still alive, but he's repping Trump. I'm sorry, but you can't call that a two-year run when half of your time on the company was either injured or suspended. Goldberg had a better run in his second run. That's not possible because Goldberg doesn't have good. (laughs) (laughs) That's solid. That's a solid point. Okay. Okay. So let me just, like, jump in here real quick because 
there's a lot of people defending CM Punk, and I get it. We like CM Punk. But <laughs> as far as this goes, you cannot get in two fist fights at your workplace, lunge at your boss, and threaten to quit and expect to still have a job the next day. There's no world in which that exists. I heard it wasn't even a lunge. I read a report earlier that he actually put his hands on Tony. See, you I've can't do heard that. Multiple story. I've heard more stories of he actually touched him versus just oh he yelled at him, and all of them were Punk chased Tony into his locker room, which I'm like, damn, didn't you learn about the first time busting into someone's locker room? Come on, I mean, dog. Brett punched Vince McMahon. Yeah, but he was already on his way out. Look, when he said the fucking monitors and shit, got, I was like, man, this is a typical indie wrestling show. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the yeah. best thing is seeing, especially, which I do have to give hats off to Tony Khan. Fast forwarding a bit down the timeline to Collision after the announcement of his firing. Total hats off to him for going out there in front of the crowd and absorbing all that fucking heat so none of the talent has to deal with that. Not only oh, yeah, he do that, but he did it in Chicago. They, exactly. And let me just say, they masterfully played that crowd. Masterfully played that crowd. That was a master class on how to take the crowd's attention and divert it to where you want it. Because Tony came out, took that bullet for, for all of AEW, took that bullet, owned it, and then said, all right, we're going to have a great night of wrestling. And they went right into the segment that CM Punk was actually scheduled for and then swerved him with Daniel Bryan or Brian so, Danielson, sorry. And that took the crowd's attention straight away from CM Punk and right into something they loved. Yeah. So honestly, it's, a, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Let's be real. These guys, though, Phil, Mox and Brian and have known him for all this time. And now they're fucking, you know, taking their. Taking the shits. You know, heat for him and so, trying to make everything right. I think, I just, I, I, and I, I apologize, Will. I think uh, Tony Khan missed out on an opportunity in front of that Chicago fan base to say CM Punk screwed CM Punk. He has no sympathy whatsoever. He did, he he is, did in legal CM talk. Punk, look, look, Tony's not that. Tony's not Vince McMahon. He's not trying to be a character. That wasn't about being a character. That was about addressing his fan base. While also covering his bases legally because there will be a lawsuit. That's why he made sure to say both off air in front of the crowd and then on air backstage when he redid the speech. He made sure to drive home the my life was in danger. I felt I was unsafe because that's that's that legal cause covering it because I guarantee you. Punk's going to hit AEW with some kind of suit. CM Punk is 0-2 against Scrubs in the UFC. I I highly doubt he wasn't going to hurt Tony Khan. Uh, Man, it doesn't matter that he he wasn't going to hurt him. It matters about Tony's perception of the situation. If if reports are true and he did chase him into a locker room and cornered him, yeah, I bet the motherfucker was scared. At that point, I don't even think it matters about Tony's perception. It matters about everyone else in that company's perception. If you you've already now got a bit of a rep for letting this man do whatever he wants. And then if you let it get to that far that he can touch you. No. And and look, 
they, they ha- there's video of the incident because Wembley, that area of Wembley has cameras all over the place. That's where they do interviews for the soccer players and stuff after matches. So that whole that whole thing was covered in tape. They they had it viewed by outside legal counsel who said, yeah, fire his ass. Like outside legal counsel said to firing, firing. They did they did right in this situation. I think they definitely needed to fire him. But this go around, I feel more sympathy for Punk than the first time. The first time, I did not give a fuck. I thought he was out of pocket and wildin'. This I'm time, sorry, around, but... it was, it definitely, I think he overreacted. That man's soft as fuck. But regardless, soft as of, regardless of that Charmin double soft, I do think that the shit with Jungle Boy was definitely egging it on. But I don't Who know. I definitely egging it on. I don't give a shit. If you if somebody puts words into a camera, I am not gonna be soft enough to fucking punch you in the face when you get back behind the curtain. I definitely That's think dumb. there was probably more shit going on because there's already been a lot of the pro-punk side reports coming out that have been saying that, like, in the weeks leading up to this, this has been, like, a whole orchestrated effort to try to get him to do something again to get him kicked out. And while I didn't think it would literally just be fucking Jungle Man <laughs> saying one thing, <coughs> which... So, even if there is an orchestrated effort, he still took the fucking bait. He's supposed to be a professional wrestler. Keyword professional. No, it's not even a professional wrestler, because if anything, that's a detractor. Wrestlers are dumb as shit. He's a grown-ass man, and he just got worked over by a child. He worked himself into a shoot, bud. <laughs> um, here's the thing. If Undertaker... It's like that story I told you, and... I really believe that. If Undertaker told me not to do something on velocity and I did it anyways and taunted the guy, he probably would have punched me in the mouth, walked over my body, and walked out and did his shit and would have been fine. This was also yeah. back in the day, though. Yeah. And I I definitely think Punk definitely still had a weird, like, olden days mentality. Not even like that era, but I feel like in his head, he weirdly thought this was going to be ran like old ROH and IWA. Which, Boy, speaking of IWA, Phil, you need to pick up the phone. It's time to come home. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that this isn't the end of CM Punk. CM Punk has got another life of wrestling. Uh, and it, I... Look, yeah, IWA Men's House coming back, it's, baby. It's not only probable, but it is most likely that he will end up back in WWE at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, mm. no matter what, what anybody says, he was allowed backstage at WWE. Triple H had a conversation with him before he asked him to leave, very politely because of illegal reasons. Look, like he he's trying to repair those bridges in WWE. I don't think it's the best idea, but I do think he'll end up back on a short leash. Well, he especially offering work. six he matches. WWE works though. And if they back up the truck, a Brink's truck, and be like, look, here's six matches and you get a Brock Lesnar deal. You do six matches a year and you, you get this fucking Brink's truck. He's not going to say no to that shit. He, he's a businessman. But WWE knows how to handle him, too. Mm, that chili took the straw sip again. 
I don't know, because it's a whole different management back there now, other than Triple H versus when he was there. Like, almost everyone that was in charge while Punk was there is pretty much gone now or in a significantly different position. And even with Triple H, he's in a significantly different position. He's running the fucking show now. But that's why you bring him back as a part-timer. Which is what they would do, because in reality his body isn't built for the full-time schedule. And while that first year he was holding up good, we got some solid matches and then some, some matches. Let's, let's be real. We had like three good matches out of this punk run. I would say really good matches, but I don't think we had a, other than the dog collar match. I don't think there was a single match that was truly incredible. Other than the Moxley mowdown, and that was mostly just the awe factor of whoa, what? That that, that was one of them I was actually including. I'm sorry. Here's the thing: if I'm firing this guy over legal stuff, why is why is his fucking merch still on my fucking website? Is it? Yes. Oh, I thought they took oh. it down. No, it's literally. Good God. It's literally right here. So. I mean. Last night watching Collision. I started to drink the Kool-Aid, and I was like, it's all a work, brother. The feed keeps fucking up. And I don't know. I honestly still think there's somehow Punk is going to go back to AEW. I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but I think somehow he's going to fucking go back. Go by like another year? I would give it a year, maybe two, but... I don't see him going back to WWE because I don't think that ultimately it comes down to does Triple H want to bother? And I don't know that he does. I think it's more um, does Triple H want to make some money? See, and I also don't think there is anywhere close to as much money to be made in Punk going back there, especially now versus him in AEW, period. Now the the aura of it has very much worn off. It's he's no longer like the shiny new toy again because Punk's name is constantly in the news and it's always for something bad. But like the only money matches you have in AEW are matches that you literally can't run because the people involved won't do it. See, and I still think there could have been some neat little storylines that they could have done with Punk on Collision. Like, honestly, I was kind of interested to see how some of the Jay White Punk stuff panned out, but only because Jay White would have exposed the fuck out of Punk. So, I guess the big question for me in all this is um, looking forward if he does come back to AEW, who would want to work with him at this point? Obviously, Starks. Bald and hair. Bald and hair. You mean you mean bald and gun? Yeah. Bald and Wesson. <laughs> I'm sure Jay would work with him. Jay seems so unbothered by everything because he knows that he just has to keep doing him and he's good. And I wish more wrestlers would have that mindset. Seems like Juice Robinson would be one of those, too. 
Would he? Probably. I honestly feel like half the guys back there would probably still be down to work with him because at the bare minimum, he's never had a reputation of trying to shoot on people. And also, if he shot on you, oh no. Half that roster could fucking eat him alive. Like, he... the. The one dude on the show, other than, like, maybe Darby, that I could believably see Punk still beating the shit out of his jungle man. And he did. Exactly. I don't know, maybe Pockets. I think he could beat up Pockets. No. Yeah. No, I, I agree with Jake. I, I could see Punk putting I Pockets. I don't see it. I've, I've, I've met 12-year-olds that could beat up Pockets. I see him getting overconfident. I've seen that man get eat shit on too many Chikara guardrails. That man's got a jaw made of steel. (laughs) Well, outside of the CM Punk stuff, All In was a pretty fucking cool show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. It was just... It's sad seeing Punk overshadowed another big show from AEW. Yeah. I just like that we had Brawl in, Brawl out. Brawl out to Electric Boogaloo. No, back up, back up. Now what you gonna do now? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> no, it was definitely uh, a fun card. I enjoyed it. Um, I really like the six-man tag match. That was fun. Yeah. It's it's a shame that the punk stuff overshadowed everything else this week because across the board, it seemed like everyone was actually putting on really good shows. Because, I mean, we had, we had that really good six-man tag with Golden Lovers. And Hangman versus Takeshita, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson had an entrance of the fucking show. Got that dog in him. That dude was mm, the greatest. That's who they need to give the real world championship to. And then never unify it. So I would say that there... There wasn't really any low points. The only, I guess, eh point for me was Jericho and Osprey. Oh, gee, you don't say. I mean, it was, it was the best Jericho's looked in a while. It really is. <laughs> it was the same Osprey has looked in every goddamn match that isn't with one of the big dogs in the block. And unfortunately, Chris Jericho ain't a big dog in the fucking block. Nope. And I don't know. It was there was a lot of deja vu moments where it maybe it was just because I'd just been subjected to watching a whole lot of Osprey throughout the G1, but it was like I watched every G1 match wrapped into one. Well, see, that's why I didn't watch um, the G1. So you tell tournament in the world. So you tell me every match in the G1 is like the same or very similar? Is that no, right? just Ospreys for the last two years. Uh, okay, okay. They're all ex- like he's figured out his 
his stencil of spots that will get really good reaction, but also aren't too crazy demanding on him anymore. And he just hits the hits those and calls it a day. So unless it's, it's with like someone like Okada or Shingo. It's like another headlock, Randy Orton. But di- yeah, okay. He's he's definitely starting to settle into Randy Orton territory of I'm only gonna really put on the good working boots if you're a big name opponent that I can get bigger off of. Otherwise, if this is a lateral move, then I'm just gonna do the greatest hits. Something that's how you get longevity, though. Yeah, and I think that's what he's aiming for, which that was the whole basis of their stupid-ass feud was Jericho was the first person to tell Osprey to slow it down. I guarantee you, you are not. Pretty, pretty sure Terry Funk told him. God rest his soul. Probably. Also, how about that fucking stadium stampede? That was crazy. That was so much fun. That was so much fun. Definitely fun. Yes. I don't know. I I don't know if it topped the first one, but this was my favorite of the the stampede slash anarchy in the arena, since those are basically the same thing. Well, since this is the first time I've ever watched one, this is my favorite. The first one was they have full range of the football field there at Jacksonville because it was still COVID era. So they just got to do a lot more goofy, stupid shit. Like at one point, Jericho put on a cone on his head and started laughing like a witch. God damn it. This And then got super kicked by Hangman, who then ran him over with the little line markers. You're giving me more reasons to hate Chris Jericho so much right now. Thank you for reminding me of that, Will. No, that was one of the funniest fucking moments. There's no, it wasn't. It was not funny. It was fucking depressing. It made me want to eat a pile of cat shit. What's so funny is how we've ended up in this weird, bizarre alternate timeline where Tyler absolutely cannot stand Chris Jericho anymore because 15 years ago, that would have been unheard of. Uh, yeah, you're right, Jake. And Jake knows me it's better so than fun. anybody in this group. And it's like he knew how much I love Chris Jericho and just, Chris Jericho just couldn't fucking go away. Now look where we're at. It's the only silver lining to Jericho being a fucking goober now. <laughs> it's just like this midlife crisis it gives you. <laughs> I mean, it is tough because going it from is. one of the greatest to ever do it to, oh, God damn it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just the fact that the motherfucker was like, oh, yeah, I performed in front of 81,000 people, more than the Beatles, more than the Rolling Stones. And I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Hey, none of them motherfuckers were there to see Fozzie. No, nobody was there there to to watch the rest. Dude, listen, Jennifer asked me if I wanted to go see Fozzie in Chattanooga. Told her no because, you know, Fozzie in Chattanooga 10 years ago would have been a hell of an idea. Now it's like, I'm sick of, you know what, Will, shut up. (laughs) But, like, thinking about it now, like anything with Chris Jericho in it, it's just like, Chris... Go away, please. Yeah, Fozzie was better than they were doing covers anyway. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. They, they yeah I will give them that. The only Fozzie song I actually like is their cover of S.O.S. by ABBA. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that that is a good one. Yeah, that's a dope that cover. Honestly, really happy you're bringing up good memories of Chris Jericho. No, this remember the friendship of or the festival of friendship. That no, this is good memories of Fozzy, not Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho has got on my last fucking nerves. I just feel like he's just trying so hard to stay relevant still. Like, leaving WWE kind of was the end of Chris Jericho, and then he signed to AEW, and now all he's done is, I am in a group. I'm in another group that I made that is a makeshift group of this group. Yes. That's that's also mostly the same members, but I swapped out the tag team. Yeah, and now this group isn't working out, and I guess I'm going to join another group. Well, this has been a fucking downer. How about that (laughs) fucking tag title match? How about it? It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty sick. I liked it way better than their their last two go-arounds, but I also feel like their last two ones were such obvious, let's save it for the trilogy, brother. You gotta work at something. You gotta you gotta build to it, and uh, that that kind of had that same feeling with it too. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not done by any means because I for sure thought that the Bucks would be taking it off of them, especially given recent events. I figured they might kind of overreact and tr- quickly take those belts off FTR. In case something does happen, which I doubt anything will, and that situation's basically done now. Yeah. But I don't know how I feel about the immediate angle afterwards to set up them teaming up to face Bullet Club Gold for All Out. Yeah. It didn't seem. That's why I'm not buying the fucking pay per view. Because yeah, it's, it's a bunch of makeshift shit that makes no sense. It is such a it's a very impact pay-per-view, which I understand we're across the board at that point in wrestling where everybody's throwing out their filler pay-per-view right now. Because, I mean, now AEW's done it. Impact just had an aggressively filler pay-per-view in which they had their world champion and X-Division champion in a fucking 10-man tag with Bully Ray. WWE's having filler pay-per-view shit. Yeah, last night was filler. It Last night was good at best. I didn't even watch it. I, I mean, forgot it was, it was even show. happening. And I looked at the card and was just like, I'm good. Now, I got home and I did watch uh, Trish and um, fuck, I've drawn a blank. The gauge match, Becky. It was all right. I heard that was actually pretty solid. And I yeah, saw the it was. I yeah, saw it was the clip solid. of Trish Stratus telling that dude front row to shut the fuck up. Uh, I popped on that one. That was awesome. Is that gonna be it for Trish, or is she still gonna be around for a minute? Um, surely. One more, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I have series. I mean, I would say she would still have to go with Zoe, and that thing breaks apart. Oh, yeah, I forgot she had a whole angle with Zoe. 
That shit seems yeah, but that shit seems like it's gonna be a short term thing too. Well, moving things along, we had our no third technically title change of the evening. The most questionable fucking booking decision of the whole night. Goddamn Soraya winning the women's world championship. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> Why? Um, fucking pity Rey Mysterio fucking title run. It's terrible. It's terrible. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't have been my first choice. It would have never been a choice. Uh, sorry, but had fucking Tony Storm in there. Why would you take it off of Sheeta? Like, yeah, you, could, you could have still had your outcast breakup angle that you wanted, and Sheeta retains. But instead, they wanted the Soraya pop. But I'm sorry, but that's just so out of pocket putting your world title on someone that you can very easily Google them saying a lot of transphobic shit, considering a trans woman built your fucking division. I was just wondering if the uh, AEW women's title was going to get the Brad Maddox treatment. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh, this motherfucker shooting. But up, up. We also had that fucking coffin match where AR Fox was unfortunately robbed by Christian Cage. And it made the match better. I disagree. Dude, I I liked it. I do think Christian stepping in helped heat up the match with him and Luchasaurus at All Out, but I don't know. I would have rather seen AR Fox get to wrestle in front of that crowd. Well, after the promo, I want to see fucking Christian versus Nick Wayne. I want to see him murder Nick Wayne so bad. But honestly, I think Nick Wayne's going to side with Christian and turn on Darby. That'd be even better. And, then I, think, and then I think they're going to listen and realize they fucked up, and they're going to put Fox back with the embassy so then Darby can be alone. Because I think Sting's about done. Or, here's another, what if Darby retires before Sting? That would actually kind of... And it's in the realm of possibility of happening. It can happen. It's not even an unlikely scenario. Because he was taking so... He needed to call Darby Allen and be like, hey, you're going to end up like Dynamite if you don't quit. No, why didn't Sting say anything? Do y'all not remember TNA... Forget what year it was. It was when Christian was still there. So Christian should also know Abyss versus Sting at, I believe it was a Bound for Glory in a casket match. It was super gimmicked up and the casket descended from the ceiling and everything into the middle of the ring, cutting off half of your workspace. But Sting took a powerbomb from Abyss on top of the coffin that fucked his back up so bad that that is what completely changed his career and his style. Because he was still going just like he was in WCW when he first popped up there. 
And Darby was eating all the backdrops onto that coffin. I know that man's spine has to be screaming at him. I just like how you bring that up. And then let's not forget, he took a buckle bomb from Seth. And that was the fucking thing that broke his back. No, that was his neck. Whatever. Darby so one thing Seth Rollins has ever done that I liked. <laughs> wow. Lord. Okay. You, Seth. The only time I'll ever put him over. You heard Thanks, it here Seth. <laughs> we had a fucking sick-ass co-main event with the House of Black versus the House of Ass. Dude, the House of Ass. And I loved House of Black coming out in white and gold. Mm-hmm. Fucking sick. Looks so dope. And then with the lantern and all the fireflies in the background, that was even cooler. That was a good-ass match. I wish it would have went way longer. Yeah, I wish they would have took time from Darby Allen and Sting. I wish they'd give Malachi Black the AEW World Championship. Yeah. I'm ready. The Black would be great. I'm ready for it. But we finally got Daddy Ass a belt. We got the new AEW World Trios champions in the acclaimed, which also they very suddenly have started distinguishing like very hard that Billy Gunn is not part of the acclaimed. And I don't know, that's just kind of weird to me. I very much view him as a third member. Yeah, but those fucking belts they had made are fucking sick. Yeah. Belts the pink, the pink is a nice touch, but the scissors on the back of the straps, that shit looks dope. So, you know, I'm new to uh, AEW, realistically. So does that mean that they get to decide the rules of the matches or kind of like the House of Black had the house rules or whatever? So that was something that they started with House of Black because, I mean, neither team really got a chance to have a proper trios run. But that was something that they introduced with them. So I honestly doubt they'll keep that running for them. But I like the idea of it. But at the same time, I kind of like that being a House of Black thing. Yeah. Because it's inevitably they're going to throw Malachi and Brody at the tag belts. They'd be stupid not to. It'd be better if they put throw Malachi to the world championship picture. This me. Yeah, but there's also, there's not a lot of room for him yet. You make room for him. I, d- I well, have zero a, interest uh, in a Malachi and feud. This week, so yeah. If they bring back the stupid real world championship, that'll actually be the dumbest decision. Well, yeah. Which also, which this will segue into our main event. What a fucking genius MJF is. For the last couple months, they've been running the whole the real world championship. Not once did he respond or hint at a unification match. Or even acknowledge it. And now look at him. 
all the better for never even acknowledging. It's because he mind his own fucking business. Mm-hmm. That's our life lesson here, folks. Mind your own fucking business. Had a solid main event with a really, really weird decision towards the end. But overall, I thought it was a really good main event between Adam Cole and MJF. Better than I thought it would be. It had a lot of moving pieces, which I liked. And it also kept the story the whole time, which was another plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it had a really good payoff that was in no way actually a payoff for their individual storyline while also greatly furthering Roderick Strong's all-timer run that he's on right now. I like to call him bothered and unmoisturized, not in his lane. (laughs) Roderick Strong. Uh, Generic white guy, Roderick Strong here. He, man, when he came out on Dynamite and he said, does my neck health mean nothing to you? I was sobbing. That was the funniest fucking shit. You old Roderick Strong. Which also capping off his promo with going, I'm entering in the tournament to challenge for the world title. Fucking amazing. And apparently at PWG, he'll come out in his entrance with a neck brace, take it off, work his match, and then after the match, put it back on, go back through the curtain. Yes, that is. Fucking incredible. I think I have a couple of those PWG uh, DVDs that have that. Has he done a neck gimmick in the past? It was just like a... Because I'm talking about, like, the most recent one. No. I do remember that, though, where he wrestled the whole the, he wrestled the whole match and then put it back on and was complaining about how his neck hurt. Fucking love it. And honestly, they had a really good Dynamite that I feel like with only having one true week to build up to All Out, because they'd really only been building two feuds prior, I thought that they did a good job. The the weird little everyone wants a piece of Mox who's going to defend the international championship against him, I kind of like that, because it treats Moxley as a true final boss. And I like when wrestling companies prop it up more as, you know, you're not just fighting for the right to a title shot as the champion you're also not guaranteed any of these title defenses because well you might drop it to x dude but i thought they did good the little dueling destroyers spot made everyone so mad and i'm so happy i am too i'm glad the internet just fucking blew a fucking gasket over that fucking spot like i was sitting there watching the got on watched it and then i got on facebook and saw a bunch of grizzled out of touch fucking vets going oh this is why wrestling sucks it's great y'all realize that they got a fucking standing ovation after doing that shit because everyone know hey this is stupid and they're trying to get a rise out of y'all which also chef's kiss 
that Penta was selling less despite eating one more destroyer. See, I used to do that too. I would just tip, I would do things that would piss people off because I knew it would piss them off. Hey Shane, eyes out of them. Hey Shane, what? That pissed me off. Good. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you too. I love you. Mm-hmm. Punch you right in the fucking mouth, bud. I wish you fucking would, you overgrown Jennifer Hush. You overgrown suck. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, because they need to destroy your spots. Yeah, fuck that. It was hilarious. Also, Eddie Kingston murdered Wheeler Yuta. So, once again, yeah, yeah, quality yeah. television. I'm alright I'm all right with that, though. This... This Eddie feud with Claudio is so fucking good. When Eddie beats him for that belt, it's going to be one of the greatest fucking moments. Will we um, toast to that when that happens, Will? I'll buy fucking champagne. I'm going to treat it like I did when Keith Lee won double gold. Well, if it happens at Christmas, make sure we do it with eggnog, please. No, I fucking hate eggnog. All right, I'm getting out of this. Who drinks that fucking shit, really? Oh, yeah. Shane. God. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with eggnog. Yeah. What do I look like? A motherfucker named Gary? And drink you drink IPAs, too, and wear fucking flannels? Not only that, I drink O'Doul's. What's wrong with that? Hmm. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Speaking of listen, did anyone catch on Dynamite when Darby said, let me talk to you, and everyone went, yeah. I didn't watch. It was the most, like, collective we all have brain rot, because he goes out there to do his promo, and he's yelling at Nick. He goes, let me talk to you. And just the whole fucking crowd just goes, yeah. Well, when I went went there for Collision, it was like that. I felt like I was at a fucking WWE show because they were going, yeah. And there was fucking signs that said, yeah, let me talk to you. Hell yeah. I saw a thread of some of the signs that people were trying to bring to collision and i'm so upset they let him get banned because there was some gems of them can you can you name one of them my personal favorite was someone drew hulk hogan and said i've had looks like we've had our fill of fill brother (laughs) Mm, that's a good one that's That's a fucking good one yeah and also, Grayson Waller fucking tweeting out after the show that Jay Huso attacked him in, on his own show, and he's holding up the fucking Pepsi on his jaw. That's some good work. Uh, I love that Grayson Waller. Yeah, that kid's got a bright fucking future. Just yeah, get the old Grayson Waller rub. We also actually surprisingly had a good-ass episode of Rampage this week, which is far and few between lately. Well, they're in fucking Chicago. Yeah, they have fucking Brian Keith on there. I didn't watch it. 
Yeah, so, uh, he, he he worked with um 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 Hangman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a solid ass match. Brian Keith looked good. Everyone is screaming at the company to sign Brian Keith, which is always neat. I haven't seen them people get like this up in arms for someone to get a contract since Fox and Eddie. You got gunshots? No, we Ooh. got some, we got neighbors with some hounds across the yard and Oreos wondering what's going on. Oh, man. Well, was there anything else that happened at signing on Rampage? Yeah, uh, really just that. And then they set up the Ring of Honor tag title match between John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus Better Than You, Baby, which that'll be cool. But I'm sorry, having those be defended over the world title, especially given everything that's going on, is a very questionable decision. Well, AEW makes a good bit of questionable decisions, though. I'm I'm assuming it's because there's going to be some kind of big angle coming out of it. Because especially when you're in scramble mode of, oh, fuck, half the card's now gone out the window and we have to reconfigure things. You would think throwing the world title on there would be an easy way, but... They've done good in this one-week span of building. Woo! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Secret Smart Show. I'm your host, Richard Jenkins. With me in spirit is Will Diamond, because uh, he's not here today. So, No, Will Diamond is here. Hey, there you are, you little cutie pie. What the fuck? What are we doing? What? Why why are you here, Richard? Well, as someone whose birthday is October 26th, I felt someone was talking about my boy CM Punk, whose birthday is also October 26th. So I feel like I needed to to check to see if it was y'all that were talking about him. No, we would never talk about CM Punk. Okay, good, good. Just the birthday thing and like the Pepsi thing. Like, it's a really strong connection for us, and so kind of like spider senses are going off. I, maybe it's my other friends that do a podcast about wrestling. Uh, you know, my, my spouse does a, a podcast, right? Talk is Jericho. <laughs> Have y'all heard of that one? I don't think I've heard of that one, Richard. Yeah. Well, why are we talking about Chris Jericho right now? Because that's my spouse. We've already established this before. Well, your spouse has got herpes. My bad. That was probably my fault. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know that you and you and Philip have such a strong bond over Pepsi and birthdays. We do. Did he did he share his feelings about getting fired with you? Wait, I'm sorry. What's going on with him? He's fired. Yeah, he's unemployed. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I saw him Friday at work. Okay. Didn't be doing I don't, fine. I don't, I don't think you did. I don't, I don't know about that. Oh, wait, are you talking about, wait, Philip who? You just said CM Punk. 
Yeah, that's that's the only way that I know him. CM Punk. We don't. We're not on a first name basis. Not this whole so, Philip thing. What does he call you then? Steve. 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 <laughs> that's a first name, not yours, <laughs> but it is a first name though. So. Well, it's also like like a feeling, honestly. Like Steve is a lot more than just a name. Like it's a vibe, and so that's what it is. Steve is a state of mind. Steve is a state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve isn't a place. It's a home. So. <laughs> are we are we uh, wrapping this thing up or not? I'm I'm in the middle of Starfield when y'all interrupted me. I mean, we we interrupted you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we, we were wrapping it. We were wrapping it up. You know, we were talking about Collision. We already talked about Punk getting fired. Which we is also, sad. We also talk, talked about how much of a twat Chris Jericho is, and he needs to disappear. We did Man, talk why do you hate my spouse so much? Well, he, he needs to go away. I didn't hate him 10 years ago. You know, my spouse was nothing but kind to you at JD's little soiree. Um, I'm sorry, what? JD had his whole little party thing. My spouse was super nice to you. That was, that's, you know, that's, that's definitely not Chris Jericho. I'm pretty sure I brought Chris Jericho to, to, to dinner that night. I don't know. I feel like I kind of remember it, but I don't know. I wasn't there. I was about to say, you weren't even at the shindig. Uh, let me check real quick. Hey, honey. Mm-hmm. Are you Chris? Are you Chris Jericho? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. See. Was she Chris Jericho at the JD Shindig? Were you Were you Chris Jericho at JD's little lunch dinner thing? Sorry, no. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't bring your Chris Jericho. I did not. Okay. No. Okay. That's my bad. They. They. They weren't Chris Jericho that day. Okay. I'm glad. There you go, Tyler. You still haven't met your heroes. Okay. <laughs> but you're Chris Jericho right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're Chris Jericho right I now, though. So I heard that. Yeah, that's definitely Chris Jericho. All right, let's put Richard Jenkins on mute. I mean, that was a yeah. I'm sure it's not LA Knight over there. I mean, look, let me talk to you, Jake. That was definitely a Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're over here playing Fozzie songs right now, so. Uh, the cover, oh, is it shit, the cover I think song? I just saw one of the Fozzies walk by in the background, actually. Yeah, it was all waka, waka, waka. Yeah. Okay. Well. Richard? The, get back to Starfield. Have you started wrestling yet? No. No, I haven't. Hey, Richard, I got I got a deal for you, Richard. Okay, what's that? If you leave now, I will personally bring a hot dog to you. Cooked by me. Okay, first of all, you hate hot dogs, so why would I trust you to make a hot dog for me? I have people watching, and I'll and I'll go to TikTok on how to make a hot dog for you. And hear me out. It would be on a toasted bun. It would be a bratwurst with ketchup, mustard, and mac and cheese. Do people actually put mac and cheese on hot dogs? I do. 
He remembers me saying the All-American hot dog the last time we met, which was in court, like to remind you. Got good memory. When you betrayed me. Oh, yeah, you sued them. How did that go, yeah. guys? We won! Yeah, me you- and Blouse won. We won everything. Did you? Yeah, we got it. Well, I mean, up until we like we we let you in. Oh, okay. And we even we we even admitted that y'all were wrestlers, and then you you told me you haven't wrestled at all. So I mean, Shane just wrestled last week. Congrats, buddy. Thanks, man. I'm I remember proud that of trial. you. I remember that trial. I got CM Punked. Yeah, you got fired. You got CM Punk twice. So did Damn CM Jake, Punk. That <laughs> yeah, you you missed it. Shane wrestled. Shane and Jake both wrestled last weekend. Man, I'm so proud of you guys finally chasing your dreams. See, you're never too old to start trying new things out. Yeah, it's it's people like you that keep me going. You know what? I'm gonna shake your hand next time I meet you. As a uh-huh. sign of a good faith and honor for 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 never giving up on those dreams. And to draw the house. Can't wait. I didn't draw that house. I'll Shane did I, draw a big ass house. That was a sold out TWE. No, no, that wasn't me at all. That was word got problem. out of Shane Daniels facing off with Mister Monday Night. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Was that when you broke Jaden's face? What? I heard that was you that did that. I did that? Big scary guy throwing feet around, broke Jaden's face? No. No, that wasn't me. I mean, I was told the guy likes POD. Is that not you? No. Mm, you look no, like that a POD. That, that was Ryan Galeone. Oh, I get you guys mixed up all the time. <laughs> I don't see how, but uh, thanks. With Russell, right? Like, that's a lot in common. Sure. <laughs> so much. So much in common. So much, yeah. You guys are practicing but, brothers. Well, I think you guys are doing great on on finally starting to wrestle. Um, uh, Tyler, thank you, Sutton. Have you started wrestling yet? Yes, I actually wrestled last weekend in the week or last weekend and last night. Man, look at all of you chasing dreams. Proud of all of you. My my little boys have all grown up. You make we appreciate you make it. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's today's episode, everybody. Have a great night. Tune in next week. When I will be hosting the awesome new uh, Smart episode, what's going on with my boys? And uh, I'll check in with you guys again at that point. You have a great night. Okay. Well, I don't know how else to segue out of that. So, Shane, tell us about your return to TWE. Oh, yeah. Um, it was fun. It was uh, great to be back in the building. I got welcomed and all that. Got to do the Drew Game Battle Royal. Unfortunately, I did not win. 
But no, uh, you you fucking tried to though. I did try to. That shit had me dying. Uh, there was several reasons. <laughs> I've never skinned the cat before. Um, and uh, when you asked me, my response was, uh, I don't I'm used to going over. I'm used to going over in battle royals, so I don't lose battle royals. So for context, this they do the whole spot where everyone teams up to throw him out. Because he's towering over fucking everyone in this match other than Big Dave, who's the only person bigger than him. Yeah, fuck Big Dave. The biggest man alive. No, he's not. I'm bigger than him. (laughs) Yeah, well, when I beat Big Dave on Monday, he wasn't too big laying flat on his back. You're welcome, Shane. House shows aren't real, brother. Mm. Anyways, continue with your... your... But they dump this man over. And he has his whole, like, all right, he's eliminated. And I just see this man's arm shoot up and grab that fucking bottom rope. And he does not drop. And he pulls himself back up, and he's just sitting there on the apron. And then I see him looking around real confused for a second, like, wait a minute. (laughs) And then I don't remember who. I think it was either Jess or Dave. Just walks over and just, like, subtly boots you off. Uh, It was one of the twins. But... There was also the the vindication for our co-host. Lost my fucking mind when you scored the first elimination of the Battle Royale. Who was that? That was Matt Griffin. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Please yes. tell me. You fuck his shit up for me. <laughs> me and Big Dave eliminated him first. Oh, man. That. Please tell me you smacked him in the mouth, please. Kicked huh? him. Punch him in the kidney. Like, make him run through a scrotum or something. Sup, please tell me something. I, I told him that uh, Creed sucked. Well, I mean, Creed does suck, but. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Are you talking about, like, Scott Sap Creed or. Yeah, or... Like, like that. The band? Oh, go, okay, okay. music. Yeah, I'm really. I really hope Matt Griffin hears all these words because he knows how much of a piece of shit I think he is. I knew as soon as that happens. I immediately told Shane and Jake, I was like, we have to wait to tell him this until we tape. We need that reaction on recording. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I waited to hear that. (coughs) It was between that immediately followed by the clash of the titans of Skunk and Shane, then followed by a real clash of titans with Shane and Sigrid throwing them bows. Buddy, let me tell you something. I'm gonna I'm gonna put her over. I have been wrestling a long time and I've faced a lot of dudes. But she rocked my shit there for a second. Legit. And I was like, man. 
I haven't felt that in a long time because I really haven't wrestled in a very long time. And what matches I do participate in, I don't have very much participation. So this was really my first time back actually, you know, working with everybody. And it just took me back for a second. And I was like, ah, okay. And then so I drilled the fuck out of her. It was, was like, this is kind of fucking cool. It was so dope. You do not understand how much that shit meant to her. She was beaming about it once she was done having a heat stroke. Because, yeah, the, the heat in there, that was, I think, the first time they've, like, truly sold that building out to the fucking brim. Like, there was people standing in the little hallway because there was no more seats because they sold it out off pre-sale. Yeah, which is amazing. It's fucking insane. Dude, there were people standing on the entrance ramp. Yeah. Like, we, back in the day, Jake, that one big show where we almost got in a fight with those dudes, the real family or whatever. Yeah. That was, I think, was the first big standing room only. And... Ten years strong surpassed that. I mean, they were people when they, when you say hanging from the rafters, they were fucking hanging from the rafters in that fucking building. It was one of those ones where if it wasn't for the fact that they didn't realize that it was going to be like this until it was too late, they I guarantee you they would have cleared out most of those chairs so they could fit more people in there. Because that's I the ICW setup, and you can cram a whole lot more people in there to a fault that it becomes a goddamn sauna. I think one of my favorite quotes from the pre-meeting uh, that we had with, uh, I think it was Dylan, it said, uh, if the fire marshal shuts it down, we'll give them $2 back and they can watch the show from my laptop in the parking lot. And I was like, fuck That yeah. is literally the most southeast shit I've ever fucking heard. That is Min- like Minus a fire marshal shutting it down because the southeast cannot relate. It was truly those guys... No shit. They worked their ass off. They earned every bit of that. It was cool to be a part of it. Uh, it was fun was, in the Battle Royal. It was my first time ever being on IWTV or whatever. So that was cool as well. Um, just the, I didn't even call most of that. Big Dave was like, kudos to him. He, kind of was the lead man there until uh what happened happened and then i had to step in and be like hey we gotta um change up this so we can reset because when the twins got hurt pretty early and it looked really bad so another reason why i didn't get eliminated at that time too was to give them a little more time to reset so that way when they came over and kicked me off they can go right back in two Okay. Um, what they were doing. Uh, and it was just me getting with Big Dave over there and telling him, hey, we got to switch this around a little bit. So, uh, they I did thought it was thing. a really fun battle royale. That's I like the top chop train. I had fun doing that. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought this was the because this was only the third one, but this was the best of the three in my opinion. Only because I felt like there was more unpredictability factor into who would actually end up winning than it was the biggest man alive. And then that went right into a match with with Brett. Yeah, which went a good minute. Like, damn, Dave. Yeah. And it was a good match with Ison, which yeah. I mean, they kept the momentum going the whole show. They had Jake's baby doing his jacket match with Vanessa. And then Jake got beat up by fucking Jameson. I love, I love, hate Jameson. Basketball Jones. Basketball Jones. That boy is like, love him to death. Talented as all hell. Like a fucking natural to this shit. And he's such a goofball. But that is also why I hate him. Is because he's a fucking goofball. I tell him this now every time I've seen him because he's switched up his entrance to that one red jap- jumpsuit apparatus. I hate that song. No, you can't. That's the thing, though. You can't boo it, and you can't hate that song. Otherwise, you like beating women. Wow. Wow. Okay. That took a fucking turn. To um, which Jameson says every time, "I know it's foolproof." Okay. But overall, Jake, how'd you feel about your match? Your fucking entrance was sick. That was the first time I seen you do your carnage shit. Uh, yeah. Well, it's only the second time I've done it. Um, I don't know. Katie did it, and it was it took goddamn so long to to get it done. Like I think we were putting the finishing touches on it by about midways through match two. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the match. <clears throat> I thought I it was I don't, good. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Really, like, that kid's going to be something as long as his head doesn't get in the way. You know, like, I mean, you see that happen sometimes if they get immediate success, like, goes to some people's heads. But I don't think he'd be that sort. Like, he comes from a legitimate sports background. So, um, and, like, he's grown so much in just the last little bit that he's been there. Like, he's been plugging away on the Monday shows and he's had, so I think it's like, what, his third or fourth? proper saturday uh something like that yeah he's been getting consistent and i know they announced him for a tag match for the next one yeah because three of his saturday's shows were against me he had one singles with me on a live stream and then there was it was a tag match with me and striker against him and finesse and then there was this one so Tell about like your I'm kind of the gatekeeper now for the, the PC kids getting on Saturdays. Well, tell them about that finish. Oh, the fucking like, he caught me coming off the top rope with a headbutt into a into a cutter. <clears throat> Dumbass. Well. That's why I tell you not to do those headbutts. Well. Yeah, they're uh that main event though. That main event was nuts. 
uh, you know, being back there while everybody's doing their thing and just listening to inputs and listening to people talk and watching stuff come together. Um, that was a roller coaster ride of a war games match, and it was yeah. it was fun as fuck. Kudos to every single one of those guys. Kudos to fucking Rev. Yeah. I told Rev, I was like, dude, that's fucking, was the fucking coolest moment to see you get in there. Because I've only seen Rev manage people, have limited, you know, like managerial shit. I've seen him get jumped, but I've never seen him actually lay a single shred of offense on anyone. So that shit was super dope. And I feel like there was like one really small thing that no one else, I think, really noticed that kind of to me proved that they had done a really good build up for this that got everybody hooked in there. Because anytime they ever do something that is even remotely hardcore where there's like someone's going to bleed. All the kids that'll be sitting front row always get shuffled either like outside or they go hang out in the kitchen. Anytime there's anything remotely hardcore and they were all still like firmly in their seats watching that whole fucking match until the little fake out at the end with Jaden coming out broken jaw light tube in hand. Then the kids left, but they're getting good color. Wade looked dope. Yeah, I told him, I said, man, you look cool as shit. He looks so fucking cool with that color. And I loved that the Deadwood boys did the the Terry Funk throwback shirts. Yeah. Uh, the Sucks Egg shirts, those are bad. Yeah, that was so good. And then they shook things up some more with Derek Neal getting kicked out of his own group. So I guess Noah's the leader. I mean, we And the crowd can't... handing you deserve it when they beat him up. That was so funny. Yeah, they had no remorse for his ass at all. <laughs> no. I mean, considering every time he main events a big show, he punches Kim. No. It was just so fucking hilarious hearing everyone chant, you deserve it. And then I can just hear behind me Rhonda screaming in despair. No, definitely. Overall, definitely was a very magical night. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy fucking night. I'm curious to see how they'll follow up with the momentum but I think that's kind of where every wrestling company's at right now AEW's got some that post all in post punk firing momentum to capitalize on WWE's got that something I don't know they just need to start remembering that they're a wrestling show well I think that about covers this week time to go watch all out unfortunately because i was planning on just kind of skipping it but 
this one week build got me hooked. I'm sold on Cassidy and Moxley. Are you mm. sold on the chaos? Hmm? Are you sold on the chaos that is the one week build? Yes, because at the end of the day, my good friend Ben described it as I want my wrestling to be funny and entertaining. And if there is one thing I can guarantee, it's that these last couple weeks of wrestling, both in and out of the ring, have been entertaining and funny. Yeah. So for that, thank you, CM Punk. You made wrestling very spicy and fun for this last calendar year. So, Will, what time is it? It's time for the most magical moments of your life. It's MVPs of the week, everybody. We had a crazy fucking week. So we got some crazy fucking MVPs. Crazy MVP number one, Swerve Strickland. Okay. Man looked like a fucking god going out there in Wembley. And he brought shitty rappers with him. Yeah, but he did. more importantly, shitty rappers that I knew who they were. I didn't know who it was. Nor should you. But MVP number two. Mm. Honestly, I think I'm going to have to give it to that boy Roderick Strong. Generic white guy. Roderick Strong's been having the run of his fucking career right now, and he hasn't even been in the ring for TV. Just him being an absolute despair and constantly crying into the arms of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett is golden to me. And then, of course, my third MVP is Big Dog Shane Daniels. Thanks for drawing that house, brother. Thank you for the house, Shane. It wasn't me. Thank you for all you've done for the business. Mine done shit. <laughs> Thank you. Shane, who's your MVP? Gosh. Um, got a lot. Um, all anybody that was involved in uh, the Battle Royal, the PC Kids. Really, um, are in really good hands. Damn, gunshots from Shane towards Tyler giving MVP of the week to Matt Griffin. <laughs> um, Jaden for still coming to the show. Jaden's uh, fucking crazy. That I was t- talking to him after the fucking show and. Wasn't expecting any kind of response. Was literally, like, starting with just asking, like, simple, like, yes, no kind of questions or just, like, a gesture kind of response. And had a full-ass fucking conversation with him. Yeah. I mean, I sat back in the back and me and him talked for a good 10, 15 minutes. And had a little heart-to-heart with each other and just... Shared some memories and shit and checked on each other 
just whatever. Man, that kid could have been in a full-ass body cast, and he would still been there that night. Yeah, I knew there was no way he wasn't going to be there for the show in some capacity. Just him and the shysty, though, was killing me. Yeah, so, you know, just TWE as a whole. Um, and also, Jake. Oh, yay. Uh, it was a very nice gesture to give Jake his flowers like they did. They um, really did. I always tell Jake he deserves his flowers because he does know a lot and he can teach you a lot and he has great psychology and there's a reason why uh, he's been around as long as he has. And is still Uh, doing double shooting stars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're meaning the flowers. You mean in the production meeting? Yeah. For the show. Yeah. Yeah, they let me talk. <laughs> you deserve it. I mean, you really do. That's it. That's that's the MVPs of the week. Yiler. Uh, my MVPs of the week. First being Shane Daniels for a drawing. Ten <laughs> years strong. And for eliminating Matt Griffin. And uh, if I need to be, like, for real, I, I know I, I give Matt a lot of a lot of shit for what happened at the first year game in Battle Royal. Um, I've thought about this for a long time. But for real, I do wish Matt the best. I'm not going to apologize how I reacted to all that shit because of, of what it was. If it was a different like a different situation it'd be a totally different response it'd be like whatever i blow it off but like now i'm technically i'm i'm really over it i do wish matt griffin the best um despite on his different views on a of the wrestling business and it being a hypocrite but um my MVP of the week also goes to Matt Griffin for being a professional, from what I heard. Okay. And that, that, and, that, that character that, growth. Not, yeah, that's not me being being sarcastic either. Like I, I legit do wish wish the best for the guy. Um, I hope he's well. And um, that's me growing up and well trying to and trying to be a better person in life so well damn boys and girls we got some character development on this episode <laughs> god damn but that was awesome you that was awesome <laughs> <clears throat> i've got who's your non jake murphy names mvp of the week <laughs> <laughs> i had i had a couple to put out one would be shane for being the master quarterback that he is in multi-person situations in the ring and just for fucking being there. And I didn't know if you wanted this to be public knowledge or not refused any type of monetary compensation for coming down for that show. That's just how fucking selfless he is, how much he wanted to be there for it. 
And that's fucking dope. And he wanted to be there for Drew. So, yeah. Like, um, once again, still just so glad I finally got to see you actually go in that ring. Um, think of it to like the whole crew at TWE over 10 years for the, for the last 10 years for, for that show, for all of it, like the, the production people, the, the referees, the, the trainee kids, the, the active roster, the, all the managers, everybody that watched on IWTV too. Thanks. Cause apparently we did like bonkers business. I, that's what I had heard that y'all did really good numbers. I even saw a lot of people were live tweeting the show and not just like, Mm -hmm. oh, the typical people at the show. Like a lot of people watching the stream live and a lot of people were gifting it. There was some kid that set an alarm to wake himself up at like three in the morning so he could watch the live stream in Germany. Baby boy Sebastian. Shout out Sebastian. Love that dude. He is such a great little sweetheart. But yes, he so he had met Jaden and Adam and them when they went and did their European tour when they got to work WXW. And I guess they just impressed the ever living fuck out of him because I fast forward to SEI and Ben and I are in the parking lot and we're just randomly talking to these two dudes because they're saying that they flew here from Germany to see SCI and have still kept in most of us that were there have kept in touch with Sebastian. But yeah, he woke up at 3 a.m. to watch the 10 years strong live stream. He also thought it was your best show so far. See, I, that's wild to me because 10 years ago, I'd have never, ever thought that somebody would be waking up at 3 a.m. in another country just to watch our little our little Chattanooga show. To watch fucking TWE? That's crazy. It's it's bananas. Shout out. bad for a fucking show that wasn't supposed to make it past a year. Yeah, for real. Here's the 10 more, guys. Yeah, yeah. for real. I mean, that's um, what everybody should really strive for, right? For yeah. sure. Um, I had a couple more. <laughs> I wanted to to give Tiger Kid an MVP for the week because. Oh, shut he, up! He I kept my gimmick going of having pilot. beaten every. He's having. He's keeping my gimmick going and having beaten everyone on this podcast that wrestles except me. <laughs> <That's> stupid. <laughs> I was gonna give it to you too, Tyler, because he didn't knock you out like he did JD. Oh, he's damn close though. <laughs> I've well, seen the footage. You know I saw what? those stars. I feel like Tiger Kid and Jake should have a rematch. Nope. I'm undefeated against him. I'm never fighting him again. Don't be a chicken shit, Jake. Do it. Nope. Don't be I a won. pussy. Nope. I'll be the I won. Special never guest doing ref. it again. Never doing it again. I want to be the ref though. Oh, so you can so you can kill my gimmick and I'm, you're gonna fast count me so he can win. You no, know, I'm that's gonna. A good sh- idea. Maybe I should do Tiger Kid and Jake Murphy with Will Domin. At the next class show. Yeah. I, I think I'll do that. The whole buildup is who's the ref going to shoot on. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd's going to hate it. And last but certainly not least on the MVPs, it would be me for defending my RCW championship against three people and still walking out with the damn thing. 
I, I was there. That did happen. Goddamn 25-minute match. I'm getting too old for that shit, fellas. See, and here I was expecting you to just go that route for all of them. When you said, I've got a few, I thought you were going to go, my first MVP, Jake. My second, Mr. Murphy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I also wanted to give Jake one Murphy. To, I wanted to give one to Katie, too, for taking a gnarly bump on the floor. Yeah. Do what? I, that was. Oh, she a, wants to show you her bruise. Let's see the bruise. I don't know if it'll show Damn. It looks like Matt Byrne. <laughs> she she took a she took a punch for that was straight concrete baby. <laughs> she also hit a fan like a literal like were fan not a not a person. Oh, I thought you meant like a person. I was no, like, she oh, she bumped yeah. and hit she bumped and hit a fan. Up the crowd. Well, she bumped and hit a fan and the fan almost hit another fan. Like a real but, fan. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know it was it was ridiculous. And she took she took one for the team helping me get out of a pin. So. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to be able to save you next week from Ronda, though. No, we got this under control. Ronda's going to break you in half. Ronda ain't the match. So, Ronda's Ronda's about to become the twink hunter. Okay. Don't believe you can be almost 40 years old and still be a twink, William. Um, Look at Neil Patrick Harris. Point taken. Boom. Checkmate, atheist. <laughs> <coughs> and on that note, Jake, what do they need to do? <laughs> Bring Twinkies. <laughs>